good vibes Stick vibes inside the mind of psychic mamas Good vibes, stick vibes inside the mind of psychic mamas Hey guys, welcome back to Good Vibes Stick Thighs. I am your host, Gemini211, aka Bad Bitch Energy. I am here with my Brujita. Maybe next year she could be Bruja. <laughs> I like the I like the ring Brujita has. I like it. <laughs> I like it. It's Roxy, aka Intuitive Rocks. And what's funny is like that first episode that you said, um, we're taking the training wheels off. That was the episode that I guessed right in the like two truths, one lie. Oh, my- <laughs> wow. Yeah. I love how that like just correlated. Yeah. One of our listeners made a point to mention that and I was like oh fuck that's true she wow. did say this time we're taking the training wheels off and then boom <laughs> see you got it me back just, yeah. kidding. <laughs> just kidding. so funny that is hilarious okay so this episode if there's gonna be a two-part to this just so you guys know but it's gonna be deep it's gonna be raw it's gonna be real might bring up some triggers it might bring up some emotions it might bring up some shadow work I feel like if it brings up shadow work and it brings up all these things, it's just shit that we need to work on. Over the past couple of weeks, I've been getting messages from different people talking about relationships. I will say this, like the past couple of months from like we had so we had the eclipse. What else did we have? We had like these new moons, full moons. I don't know. We had like a bunch of stuff going on with astrology, like a whole bunch of shit. Oh, retrograde was also thrown in there. It was like retrograde and full moon or something, retrograde and eclipse in one fucking day. I don't know. It just sounds like we were just put in a jar and mixed up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, shaken. dude, imagine, yes, shaken up. Just We're just a bunch of little fucking monos in a, in a jar and they're like, spin it up, shake it up. Those eclipses hit me though. Well, that on top of, you know, my body attacking me and it being like a monthly, you know, I was just like a hot mess for real. Like, see, like even everybody I was affected. Myself. <laughs> oh my, <laughs> I couldn't stand myself. <laughs> That's funny. But like, so all these energies and all these like things that were going on with our universe and energies and frequencies, a lot of people, I feel like either went through spiritual awakenings, had deeper connections, had very hard karmic lessons, just different things were going on. And I decided to do this episode. I hit up Roxy like, dude, I'm getting all these fucking messages from all these people like that need help or that are just venting. I'm always an open book. And I always I always tell people like message me on Instagram if you need help, if you need advice, if you just want to talk, if you just want to lay your fucking cheese man. People take advantage of that, which is a good thing. The main reason for this is to just kind of I just want to talk about all this heavy shit that we've been going through as women um, and some of you guys have been going through as women so with that being said I want to get raw and deep into the topic of relationships and toxic relationships and toxic love and things like that because I feel like at some point we all have that toxicity and that toxic energy but the one thing that I think catches my attention the most is like why do we stay stuck or attached to fucking toxic people like why do you think that we are like like Um, why like i think part of it is because we're in denial we don't know that we're being manipulated Hmm. we take in what they say with we're not taking it with a grain of salt you know absolutely and the fact that the toxic person in the relationship usually doesn't take responsibility that adds on where you start feeling, okay, I must be crazy then if I'm the only one that sees an issue with this. And, and I then, feel like maybe being yeah, stuck. Yeah, that too. Afraid of walking away, which is a constant thing we bring up. But I also feel like it's also because we don't have, a lot of us feel like we don't have that outlet to talk to people because like once we talk to someone about our issues in a relationship, and then we forgive the person that person you vented to will probably not forgive as easily. I am guilty of that. 
<laughs> I am. Which part? <laughs> um, I don't forgive. Okay, so like my daughter has a boyfriend and it's her first love. She's 15. It's funny because this is the topic of conversation yesterday and today going to school. But her and the boy, they break up all the time because of insecurities. Like he doesn't let her have friends and he's jealous or if a boy talks to her, then he's jealous and he thinks it's like you're flirting or you're talking, right? And I'm like, where, at what point in your life, like you're teaching yourself at a young age to not care for yourself and not value yourself as an individual. And all that's going to do is when you become an adult, like you, you're used to that. You allow it because that's all you know. And it's kind of hard to accept because here I am, this like spiritual badass. I don't know, whatever you want to call me. Um, <laughs> and I preach this to everybody, you know, through the podcast, through lives, through TikToks, through videos, through readings. And it's like, here I am preaching it and watching my own kid be a victim of her own like misery because I feel like you're learning that as a young age and then you're taking that misery with you as you get older until the light bulb just switches and it's like oh this makes sense but I don't like they broke up four times in like a year which is fucking annoying so now I'm like I don't want nothing to do with it like I'm done I'm over it and she's just like mom and I'm exactly what you said like I just don't want nothing to do with it yeah keep me out of it keep me out visit each other at school and for me, I feel like as someone who's been in that that situation, you know, I think when you're being vented to, you could put up, you know, you could legit tell them, right. And this is what I do sometimes. I tell them, okay, you're going to vent to me. Now, do you want me to tell you what you want to hear? Or do you want me to tell you my actual opinion, right. which is probably like the truth, you know? <laughs> right. Because I'm an Aries and we're never wrong. I'm just kidding. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> But yeah, like, do you want to hear what? And at first it'll be like, okay, I'll let you vent. I'll give you what you want to hear. Now that we're over that, now let's, let me, you know, time to get like a whipping per se and like hear these words that will probably hurt because it's the truth of what's seen from the outside looking in. But when I was in my toxic relationship and I vented on small arguments, not on the abuse there obviously there were people that like okay I don't want to hear anything and kind of like cut ties per, like kind of not cut ties but kind of distance themselves because of their feelings towards him and then you get left with nobody at that point right you're right you're so right. it it gets to that's why on my end but I'm not completely gonna shut them out just in case that's fair that's really fair but you know I think that like it comes down to everybody's journey you know, like some of us have issues with our parents, our upbringing, the way we were raised, um, relationships that we thought were real. Like my kid thinking a 15 year old relationship is like, I'm going to get married and you're the love of my life. Like, I feel like all of our relationships, if you go back to like your first boyfriend or your first kiss or your first true love, you could reflect on that relationship and realize like where the harm was done, where the scars begin or begun, Um, like in any relationship. Um, But it's crazy because like the messages that I've been getting lately are people that are struggling like they are in a like hole where I feel like I sometimes I'm lost of words like I I don't even know what to how to guide you because you're so deep um and then to be honest and raw on this like I feel like there's those people that you get a reading and you tell them shit and I'm pretty sure you've dealt with this where you give people like universal intuitive readings messages and they're like yeah yeah you're right you're right but they don't do shit. And then they come back to you like shit's fucked up. Like, why am I fucked up? Why is this happening? Because we don't do we don't make that move. We don't make that like decision or I don't know the move to forgive the move, the move. I, I'm guilty of it myself. Like Roxy and I were talking before we got on this. Like I need to work on some shit, too, that I'm refusing to work on. But I'm out here preaching it to everybody like work on yourself, do this, you know, so. I, I understand it, but I feel I feel just so lost for those people that are like stuck 10 feet under and you're like, how the fuck do I get over this relationship? How the fuck do I love myself again? How do I reflect all my feelings and focus on me? I feel like when you're that fucked up in a relationship, it's hard to like, or what is your stopping point? What is your point where you're like, okay, I'm done caring about you and I have to care about me? Only the person in that situation will know. They, I feel like if they continue to ask around, it's because they want 
to hear what they want to hear because people are already telling them the truth. But in that sense, they're, they're already stuck in it, like you said, and they just want someone to be on, to feel like they have someone on their end. What's tough is the relationship I'm in now. What's hard is, and I'm going to be super vulnerable right now, is I have a hard time knowing what is a healthy argument and what isn't now that that I'm deep into this relationship and serious with him. Like what argument is an argument for me to walk away and what argument is something that's quote unquote normal in a relationship? Like, yeah, marriage is hard. Relationships are hard. Nobody's perfect. Everybody's dysfunctional. Everybody has their flaws. But for me coming out of a toxic relationship, dating in between nothing serious and then having the serious relationship where it's like I'm in it in the long run. But how do I know what's a healthy argument like this? Pat, Like, when was it? The holiday weekend, we got into an argument. I don't even know what, that's how petty it was because I, I'll admit I'm fucking petty and I'll like, (laughs) if I'm in my, if I'm in my mood, I'll, I'll fucking to the grave. I'll fight you that I'm right. Right. (laughs) I think we all do that as women. We had gotten into an argument to the point where I texted one of my best friends in San Antonio saying, I'm done. And that was the first time I ever did that. That's how serious I thought this argument was. Then we just had our space. And I guess that's all we needed, like not to be arguing about it. And then I forgot what happened, like who apologized to who, but we're good now. (laughs) And so I texted her back. That's healthy. I texted her back and I was like, false alarm. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's healthy. But you know what? That is still some of your healing that needs to take place because of the fear. Like I see it as like, you're still in that fear of like, do I, when is my boundaries being tested? When is my boundaries being pushed? And when do I pull that trigger instead of being confident? Like, no, this is it. Like there is like, yeah, we all have boundaries, you know, but like, I, I feel like it's one of those things for you where you're still super sensitive on the fear of being left or the fear of being put in a situation where it's toxic and you're like stuck. Again. Yes. That and is- it's crazy because dude, the more we talk, like my relationship today is a thousand percent opposite of yours. Cause I'm like, fuck you, get the fuck out of my face. Get the fuck. <laughs> and he'll be like, like this morning, he's like, you know, yesterday you looked so pretty. I'm like, I didn't even take a shower. dude. And he's like, no, but still your hair was like curled. You have this sweatshirt. You're like cooking dinner. And I'm like, you're fucking weird. Like, I see, I sh- I need to learn how to take compliments because I'm just like, yeah, this small talk. So then he's just like, I just want to tell you that I love you. And I'm like, well, I don't love you. So just leave me alone. Like, what are you two doing? And I'm always like, I don't love you. I don't love you. But that's my way of like, I love you, but I don't, maybe <laughs> I can't say it because I'm, I don't know. Like, I'm still part so- of my journey. That's funny you mentioned that, like, it's hard for you to say I love you. I was watching the show, the character, this one character on the show that I could relate to a lot. It doesn't show her abusive marriage, but she's moving on, kind of dating. And the the guy she was dating, who was, like, super nice to her and everything, like, the perfect guy you would imagine, says to her, I love you, and she freaks out. She then, after, like, some time, she realizes it's because that's what her abusive ex would say when he was trying to fix things. So she didn't realize it was triggering that memory where she was just like, she gets this like tense of feeling when she hears those three little words, which everybody like sees as so positive. And don't you want them to love you and stuff? And it's just like, sometimes those positive, like things that people may take for granted because they haven't been through, you know, luckily they haven't been to, and fortunately they haven't been through a toxic relationship themselves. They don't have things that trick think good positive aspects of a relationship that can trigger something from an old toxic relationship just like a freak like comments like i guarantee Mm -hmm. you like how many of you guys cannot take a compliment like it's like i feel like it's learned how to react or how to respond to a compliment when somebody's like hey you look pretty how many times like if it comes from some weirdo you're like you're a fucking weirdo if it comes from somebody who's dressed nice and looks good and has their shit together you're like oh you know like if you could sit and think right now to yourself, like when people give you compliments, how do you respond? Are you 100% nice? Are you 50% of the time like stuck? Because I know for me, compliments are really hard. So when you give me a compliment and I'm learning because people will call me out on my shit and be like, girl, it's a fucking compliment. Accept it. So I'm like, okay, fuck. I'm pretty. I have a big ass. Okay, I get it. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all learned things. And I, I feel like 
you know, through life. And now that I see my kid going through fucking cycles and learning at a young age, like the toxicity of fucking relationships. I I heard a thing today that said, when you hit 35, you're set in your ways, you're set in your moods, you're set with your belief systems. Like it's hard to manipulate your belief systems and change who you are when you hit 35. And then I started thinking like, holy fuck, like I think when I was 35, like if I think about it, I was, I was still like stuck in my ways. And now as I'm getting older, I'm creating my own belief systems and my own like, you know, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, weird thoughts. I don't know. I feel like my toxic relationship i bring it up but i don't bring it up that as often as i should to teach the healing process through it all you know like i i feel like these messages that i got the past couple of days and weeks from people like some of it's triggering for me where i'm like fuck you know like have do you ever get those like flashes in your mind like somebody will say something and it's like a like i get like a flash like i'm like for a split second put back into like 1999 fucking getting my ass beat against the wall and then i'm like woof i'm back like not not happening anymore girl <laughs> it's it's ptsd that we don't realize we have i was uh when i was going to an actual therapist i was told i have ptsd because i put myself back in the in the me that i was in that situation in that yeah, toxic relationship and stuff like that that therapist did give me some tools to work with some of the tools were the same that are used for people that have panic attacks which i was used to using those tools for panic attacks where you know name you know from the five senses would tell me something you see tell me something you smell tell me something you hear type of thing to like get you back into the situation you're in right. and not overthink and go back but you're right the healing process of it is definitely unique for everybody because i mean i've done my share of things that probably are completely different than yours. And then we probably have some similarities in our healing journey. But one thing's for sure, the working on yourself is a consistent thing that takes a lifetime for sure. because you're consistently at the same time, while you're going through this healing journey, you're still going to be, life is still going to like give you bumps on the roads, crossroads, whatever you like to call it. So, I'm going to share this story from somebody um, anonymous that I work with uh, because I want your opinion on it. Okay. There's a person that I work with that was out of a talk, got out of a toxic, very toxic relationship and started dating again. Okay. She finished, I don't know. She finished school, got a house, like literally bought her own house, moved into this house in that time of house being an escrow is when her and the partner split up because he was cheating on her. Okay. So we went through this healing process and within, I can't even tell you maybe four weeks, two months at the most, she found somebody. We pulled cards, energies were good, cards were good. It was aligning. Then out of nowhere, he freaking gaslights her. Okay. Like doesn't want to talk to her. So she's, she kept texting me like, Hey, I don't know how to feel like he's gaslighting. Like, what do we do? We pull cards and I'm like, just let it be. He'll come back, like focus on yourself. And it was hard for her because she was getting very emotional. Like she didn't understand why he was gaslighting her. He didn't, she didn't understand. Gaslighting or ghosting? I mean, ghosting. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Sorry. 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 So he's ghosting her and she's just like, I don't understand why, like what the fuck, like what's going on? Where did I go wrong? And it was after they had sex. Okay. So he was like, I'm done. He obviously he got what he wanted and that was it. Right. So she hasn't, she messaged me. She's like, I haven't talked to him. I haven't messaged him. Cause I was like, let it be. Don't fucking reach out. Like don't overexert your energy. You're not dating. Don't have an expectation of him to call you. Don't expect for him to like come back. Like maybe it was a one night thing. He got what he wanted. Peace the fuck out. Like you need to read kind of like disconnect your relationship, disconnect your emotions. And I get it. It was hard or it is hard because she's just like days later, I'm still here crying. Like, I don't want to get out of bed. I'm depressed over the guy. Then she comes at me with like, so should I still buy him and his son Christmas gifts? (laughs) So I want your opinion. Honestly, from the time frame, I don't think she was ready to jump into another relationship because it sounds like she was leaving a serious one. I think she doesn't have true feelings for whatever guy ghosted her. I think she has more the feelings of what it could have been. For sure. Because and it was new. Because she kept saying like, I never dated anybody like this. I've never been treated like this. It could have also been she has dated someone like that. It's just she hasn't dated in so long that she forgot 
how that feels, what feelings that comes up when like people pay attention to you because it's so new in the relationship. I, I, I'm starting to realize as I connect more with women, like everybody's searching for love right now. So like they date and then they think like it's going to go somewhere. Like everybody has that intention. Like I meet somebody and it's an instant like, okay, is this the one? Is this not the one? Because of the fucking readings that you get like on TikTok where you're scrolling, like you're going to meet the one. So I feel like when people meet people, they're instantly like, wait, are you the one? Are you my twin flame? Is this my forever? Instead of just enjoying the moment and being present in the moment, it's an expectation. I don't know. I think it's also because they're afraid of being alone, which if they're afraid of being alone, they're definitely not ready for a relationship. A hundred percent. But I don't think, didn't you hear JLo? Wasn't it? Was it you? Somebody told me where JLo came out and said like, she cannot be alone. Like she, she can't be alone. She can't be single. She cannot be without a man. And she is with the man. But if you see those memes, like where like she looks at him a certain way when he's like talking to another female and stuff, it could be like a platonic friendship that he has with someone and her face is just like you could tell there's jealousy there I feel like that's because she can't be alone the fear of being left and being alone I mean I'm gonna put it out there if Shakira could get fucking cheated on seriously <laughs> so seriously like being all overprotective and jealous and all that is just gonna drain you emotionally and seriously. mentally and end up causing physical damage on you for like someone like you mentioned that's stuck in bed depressed and stuff like it takes a toll on your body for sure okay i have this other i'm just kind of going through some of the messages that i got over the past couple of days with these relationships okay this one's gonna i want all right well that first one, on this one. <laughs> that first one needs to really love herself and love being alone in first. her own company yes before she comes back talking about i'm dating someone no yeah <laughs> all right okay the second <laughs> one is somebody who's in a what is the new word now um situationship that exact word okay so she's like going through this situationship and she said it's a roller coaster of a relation of situationship it's bullshit but hopefully i'll be okay um so basically she says I'm stuck fighting for something that clearly isn't working. Our hearts want what they want sometimes. And unfortunately, my heart wants what she doesn't want. And this person is continuously putting two feet forward to get the attention of the person that has already checked out because in her mind, she's thinking that everything was right. Our you know, our the universe aligned us. The universe put us where we're supposed to be. The universe put us and aligned us however this is supposed to be. And this was the best. Nobody's ever treated me like this. Nobody's ever done for me like this. Nobody's taken me on dates like this. So in her mind, everything was crystal clear and perfect and love. And that person has checked out. The person that she thought she was in love with checked out and was like, not doing this. Like It, it was fun, but my feelings have slowly whatever vanished and this person is still fighting for that relationship so she's like now dealing with anxiety somewhat of depression everything that like she could think of this person of her partner it's like a I don't know. I want to say a trigger because music comes on and she's like oh reminds me of the oh, relationship. that person does this person hate losing <laughs> probably Sounds like uh, it. Well, because this is how her approach is a spiritual approach. She's saying that the universe brought them together. The universe united them. And when they met, it was like soulmates, instant connection, instant fucking we're, we're vibrating on the same frequency. We're understanding of each other. Like, so she's taking this on a whole different spiritual perspective. Like, I can't lose my soulmate. I'm one that thinks we could have multiple soulmates. I think that too. She's probably so stuck in those signs that she's missing the signs that this person's no longer meant for her the lying to yourself one this relationship that i'm just talking about lying to yourself because you're telling yourself that universally the universe brought you together and yeah. aligned the stars aligned and you're believing it i mean it could have been but we all have free will i always tell you guys that we all have free will and when you and take the free will life changes not only that it could have been that they were meant to me but because the other person's checking out it's just showing they're just not a lesson meant for the yeah 
they've come, done their part, teaching her whatever lesson she needs to be taught. Now it's time to move on with her life instead of getting fully stuck with it. Cause it's then like, what I feel is going to happen is when she finally does end up forgetting this girl who's checking out on her, they're going to come back. They always do like Mm -hmm. clockwork. And do not let that be a sign from the universe that you need to give them another chance. Seriously. Oh my gosh. People always (laughs) think that. But at the same time, what's meant to be will be if if you disconnect and you come back. But I feel like if that's the case of a relationship of a partner, if you guys walk out from each other, separate from each other and come back, you need to revisit the relationship in a whole different perspective and mindset. Not just like, oh, you came back. Oh my God. It's meant to be like, let me, let's fucking make it work. Like, fuck no, you better get like your boundaries. You better get your expectations put out there. And lately what I've been realizing with the expectations is we are so quick to have an expectation of others, but we don't fucking have that same expectation of ourselves. Right. So like I could expect Roxy to treat me with all the respect. But if I talk shit to myself, if I put myself down, if I, you know, belittle myself, how can I expect Roxy to give me respect when I don't even respect myself? So I feel like with relationships, like we always expect something like we're, you know, how many times do you hear like, oh, the guy that I need that I'm going to date can't be a jail fucking guy. He can't be a loser. He He can't be a broke ass. He has to have a job. He has to have a nice car. He has to have all these things. But yet, like, are we fucking doing the same thing? Probably not. We just want something bigger. And it's okay to want something bigger and greater. But you have to be willing to be at that expectation level. Like, you have to have your boundaries and your limits and your expectations. But you can't. uh, I don't know. What's an easier way to put it? They're wanting to get to that ideal hashtag relationship goal, but not work put in the work right like there this is the funny thing about the universe the universe god has someone perfectly made out for you that's gonna mesh with your energy that's gonna complete you to so to say but if you bump into them you might disregard them because you're looking for separate signs because you're truly not doing the work of yourself finding your genuine self and you're more worried about what people around you may say Mm-hmm. So that opportunity then that presents itself that's meant for you could possibly you get that missed opportunity because you're not you're looking for the wrong signs for sure. But that's like I always tell people like when you get a tarot reading or you get an energy reading with cards like that's a message. It's a tool from the universe to help you get to where you need to be. So if you come and you get a card reading and the universe is like, hey, work on this, heal your heart chakra, clear your throat chakra, close chapters and let go of the baggage from your past relationship and you don't do it and you're expecting like, but I'm, I want to find love. I want to find the love of my life. That person, you could meet that fucking person and you could fall in love with the person. And guess what? It's not going to work out because you didn't do the shit. So you just yeah. pass up that opportunity because you were warned to get your shit together, but you didn't fucking do it. So then you passed up the love of your life opportunity because you chose free will to just like Here, expect. Here's a perfect movie for whoever sent you that message or ha- is in that situation ship to watch. It's called When We First Met. It's on Netflix. Mm. It's like a rom-com, but it's basically this guy has a best friend. They go out to a party. They meet this girl, these two girls. He falls in love with one of them, but that girl falls in love with his friend. And he's like, no, they're not meant together. Like she's meant with me and blah, blah. And she, he basically comes across like this, like time traveling, like photo booth. So he's able to go back in time from their, like when his friend and this girl that he's in love with are about to get married, he's able to go back in time to when they first met to try to like manipulate the situation to show that oh my he gosh, was the one I have to, to watch met. that. That, I have to watch that. Like it's a, it was such a good concept because at the end it shows all the signs he missed because he was so focused on what he wanted and not what was meant for him. I have to watch that because I have people in my circle that are talking to the same girl, but don't know that they're talking to the same girl. <laughs> <laughs> and it, the funny shit is one of these people persons whatever one of them is extremely successful has their job has their career has their house has everything the other one fucking lives at home with their mom has a job i don't know if i want to call it a career but has a job but is very still finding their self and their place on this earth this girl is i'm gonna assume finding herself too because when i look at the whole 
stepping being the outsider looking into this bubble of these three humans i'm like the fuck is wrong with you you have one that's like way down here you have one that's way up here how are you like going back and forth it's like the most bizarre thing so i'm gonna watch that movie i will keep you guys posted on this situation because this is in my bubble i stay in my lane i just stay on the outside i'm like outside looking in with popcorn i'm like wait you went on a date today wait didn't she just go on a date last night like i need to know just keep feeding me all the cheese man and then in the background you're like alexa play same girl by r kelly (laughs) (laughs) this is good it's getting juicy I'm going to have to keep you guys posted on that. (laughs) Okay. So let's go over these seven. I don't know. What are you, what are they called? Seven. I guess like the seven most common mistakes people make after leaving like a toxic relationship. I mean, we could have done like the top 10. We could have done the top five, but I figured seven was a good number. Like in between, not too many, not too little, especially since we spent like the first half of this episode talking about like real life relationship situations that you had come in through your messages so i figured this was a good way to kind of like end this part of the episode so yeah so let's start with one and we'll go down through seven you say one i'll say one we'll go back and forth like that all right cool so the first one is idealizing the person who dumped you or the person who you were like within that toxic relationship that turns into like lying to yourself about what really happened that is fucking deep yeah especially because we're like thinking back to when we leave we're trying to figure out who we are but all we hear is who they perceived us as like their their voice in our head trying to tell us who we were to them and that's what we end up believing when we leave that's there was it reminded me of your experience when you went to therapy after leaving him and you're like oh well i like to fight and stuff and they're like no 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 that's what he yeah. likes. What do you like? And you just yeah. couldn't? I couldn't. Mm-hmm. I it really couldn't. It was just like, yes, this happens, guys. We don't realize yeah. we have their voice in our head as much as we do. That is so freaking true. Because a lot of times, like, if you think about it, when you get out of a relationship, we're always like, I'm lost. I don't know who I am. I'm seeing it with a lot, like, and I know that a lot of you guys see what's going on but like a lot of these relationships like high school sweethearts that are finally now in their 30s and 40s like up i'm divorcing up i'm like and i feel like through relationships we do lose ourselves we gain some aspects and we gain some positive things but at the same time we lose some things in ourselves which is okay but um i think that like holding that deep like i don't know like like that deep grief or that deep just like bottled up emotion we lie to ourselves to pretend we're happy. We lie to ourselves to not let the outside world know the reality of our brokenness or the drama that goes on because we don't want to be, you know, talked about or viewed different or, you know, belittled around people. So lying to yourself, that number one is fucking that that's really deep. So I feel like yeah. we could all vouch for like we've all lied to ourselves at some point. In any fucking relationship, I don't even care whether it's your kid's relationship, your marriage, situationship, whatever. Like, (laughs) we do lie to ourselves. Yes. So the next one is not facing those wounds you're left with. Meaning once you're out of the relationship, you, that toxic relationship, you think that automatically from one day to the next, you're going to be like, okay. But during this process, which we've learned from that first situation you brought up, you expect yourself to feel better, but in all, in all, you've just broken up with someone. You're back by yourself. So it could become a very depressing, miserable, and unhappy era that you're going through after this relationship. And instead of healing yourself, you're like avoiding facing those wounds, those parts of you that are broken as if they're not there because that's a way of you finding yourself back to that toxic relationship. See, a lot of women do that. They get out of a relationship and then they're lonely for a few weeks and they're like, okay, on to the next, or I'm just talking, we're just dating. But really, you're not dealing with the closure. You're not dealing with the hurt. You're not dealing with the grief. Every relationship has a grief period. And sometimes we forget that. Yes. We've mentioned this, like I think earlier in this episode where like the healing process could take a fucking lifetime too. Just because you're going through this healing and recovering slate, 
like time frame after the toxic relationship doesn't mean you're wiping away all these scars and emotional like wounds and you're just going to be like a brand new person and start clean. No, you have to acknowledge and feel those difficult emotions. That way, you know how to basically handle them when they do come up again in the future. That's why it it's huge. And I've said this before. I don't know if on this podcast, but I have said this before to people and I've shared it on my Instagram and stuff where it's like, you may not recognize me because I put the broken pieces back together different. You painted your own puzzle. Yeah. And the song that really hit through that was Alicia Keys' Brand New Me. Because she talks about that. Like, you're not going to recognize me. And that's so true. That's how I feel like we're both that we're both we both are. I don't want to say victims. What would be the word? We're both like that victims turn survivors at this point survivors. That's the word. We're both survivors of that complete sentence right there. We've made it out alive. Yeah. Okay. Number three is coming out of a toxic relationship. We avoid the direction. We always go. And I think it's just human nature. We always go for the easy way out instead of the difficult way. And you know, it's the difficult way fucking sitting there in your misery, grieving, closing the chapter, healing, forgiving yourself, loving yourself. That's not the route we always take. We always take the easy way. Let me go meet and hook up with fucking, I don't care, Usher, because you just said Usher. Like, you know, we always go for that easy route instead of avoiding the route that we should, like we we should be avoiding the route of easy and going into the route that's hard, but we unintentionally avoid grieving. Yeah, or or avoid healing even childhood trauma that is then spilled over into our relationships where we no longer understand what we genuinely want in a relationship. And that opens yourself up to being vulnerable to people gaslighting you. I had a girl this week where I'm like, oh my gosh, this guy, he really likes you. And then she's like, girl, I have daddy issues. I'm not trying to date anybody. But doesn't want to deal with the daddy issues. Like that's, she's been single for I don't know how many years. And she's just like, I have daddy issues and there's, she's not working on it. She knows the problem, but she's avoiding the problem. All right. Number four, go ahead, Rox. Okay. The next one we saw that, yeah, it does happen. And we've probably done it before is basically feeding yourself with negative thoughts. That negative self talk is a huge one that like, sometimes we don't even realize that we're doing I do it all the time. I'm like, you're a freaking chubby girl. Lose some weight. <laughs> I I honestly see myself doing that too, where I'm just like, fuck, I wish I was back to the body I had when I thought yeah. I was fat. Yeah, was exactly, not- <laughs> right? <laughs> Dude, that is so true. That is yeah. so funny because I just seen a picture of me from like, I don't know, 2016. And I thought I was so fat. And then I'm like, damn, girl, you had a four pack and all like what the fuck who are you who are you lying to so yeah (laughs) like we definitely feed our minds rotten fucking thoughts all the time that's where the negative self-talk comes in that's where the negative the confidence you start kicking and eating away at your confidence that is real because every every emotion that you feel ends up being from like an actual experience or it's just a behavioral response at that point that you've groomed yourself to adapt to yeah fucking putting your face in a pillow and just screaming <laughs> I've done i honestly <laughs> do that when i get so mad i get so mad sometimes where i'm like ah it doesn't then, go loud so because of the pillow <laughs> yeah <laughs> so no matter how we process them with emotions just we need to give that pain permission to be felt and forgive ourselves because we put ourselves through that pain to begin with because a lot of people hard yes because a lot of people will be like well he's the abusive one he's the one that put me through right this. and he's not realizing that we're kind of avoiding our fault in it you know if it if we do have any i guess our fault would be holding on to that emotion after the fact mm-hmm. like that thought of how could i be so stupid that is always a thought like <laughs> especially I, even now like don't you look back and be like dude i was fucking dumb like how did you allow that how did you put up with it how did you even think that was love yeah exactly how did i let that happen to me yeah and it's just you have to get to a point where you forgive yourself for allowing that to happen to you yeah and that's a hard part that's what therapy taught me honestly <laughs> gosh we're getting deep right now all right number five is clinging to hope i have to say i fucking 
lived that sentence right there or that subject right there for majority of my relationship, my past relationship, because I was clinging so much to hope that things were going to get better. Things were going to get changed that I discarded action in every way, shape or form because I didn't want to move. I didn't want to leave. I didn't want to change. I didn't, I, I, I was just so much hope. And I feel like that word hope is such a strong, strong, powerful word because when you're in a toxic relationship, you just hope that things are going to get better. You wish that the situation is going to change. You're hopeful that, you know, your prayers are going to be answered and things are going to be blessed and the relationship's going to go back to, I love you, I love you, I love you. And we don't take the proper action because we're so caught up in wishing and hoping that we forget to put our two feet forward and continue to love ourselves, continue to be strong, get different thoughts in our minds. Like I was totally living that during my relationship and after my relationship for so long. It's it's crazy how like we don't realize it until we're like looking at a list like this. Yeah. Seriously, I'm like <laughs> I'm going back to 1997 with that sentence right there. No, but like I feel like a lot of us we we definitely hold on to hope. That's why like the two people that I brought up in this, you know, those relationships, the situationship, living in hope, that situationship is living in hope that that partner of mine is going to love me. That partner is going to change their mindset, their energy and love me the way I love them. That's, this is really getting, hitting home. Yeah. This is just hitting home in many ways. But it's definitely when you're clinging to hope, you're not allowing yourself to gain that emotional freedom. Yeah, because all you can think about is the hope, like my mm-hmm. wish, like all I I I'm I feel like I'm sitting in it as we speak about it. Like I'm sitting in that moment of like I fucking hope you're going to change. Like I hope that something I say will change your mind. I hope something that I do, an action that I do is going to change your mind. I hope that like us having amazing sex, you're going to be like, I love you and I never want to cheat on you again, which is fucking yeah. false broken hope. Yeah. Straight the fuck up. Broken fucking hope. Straight up. All right, number 6. Next one, moving on without forgiving. Forgiveness is not for them, it's for you, which is another aspect of gaining your emotional independence, emotional freedom and stuff. Like sometimes that's I our feel like that we have. 97% of us move on without forgiving because we jump to another relationship. We jump to something that covers it up, right? Like we numb ourselves. whether it's, I go out and drink now, I go party with my friends, I'm addicted to whatever, shopping now. Like, I feel like we move on and cover up those scars and cover up those wounds without even forgiving myself, without forgiving that partner, without forgiving everybody. Like, you know, doing shadow work, I had, when I, got deep into my shadow work, I had to forgive my eight-year-old self. I had to forgive my 15-year-old self who put me in different, you know, situations where I didn't know any better. I was just going based off of the tools that I had at that time, based off of what I had at that time. Um, Not everything was like crystal clear. Not everything was perfect. So all I did was used to the best of my ability, what I had, the techniques, the skills, the mindset that I had at that time to do something bigger and do something better. But 110%, it, it takes time to forgive yourself and it takes time to sit back and be like, fuck, yeah. like, I put Andrea through hell and I'm sorry, Andrea, and I'm sorry, wh- what whoever, for hurting your feelings. You know, what's funny about this is like, I totally moved on without forgiving And I painted over my scars by going out. And I had this mindset because I was cheated on so much. I had this mindset of a man. Like if a man could go hook up with all these girls and not give a fuck about, you know, like being connected, emotionally connected, and they just fucking move on. I'm like, fuck men right now. Fuck what they have to think. Fuck what they have to say. I'm going to be that. So I became that. I moved on without forgiving and I was taking out my anger on my relationship to everybody that I met. So I'd want to hook up with you, but I ain't fucking attached to you. And I wasn't ready to move on. I just wanted a good time. So low pro ho. We're not talking about that era. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So there's this thing called meta meditation. It's a Buddhist like type of meditation where you direct like these loving phrases to yourself and to those around you. And it helps with it helps create self-compassion, which could lead towards you forgiving yourself. Mm-hmm. Like we've heard this several times, like look at yourself in the mirror and say these self-loving 
like self-love right. affirmations, you know, and right. then you get boosted and your energy changes. This concept is kind of the same thing, but the phrases they kind of use is more like, may I be ha- happy? May I be healthy? May you be strong? May you be confident? You know, like you're directing these phrases, not only towards yourself, but to others. And it gets, it's by reciting these phrases, you end up slowly feeling the benefits that come with it, where it's self-compassion and um, compassion towards others too. Instead of getting stuck in that mental state that you were talking about, where you're like, well, fuck it. If they could do it, so can I like fuck emotions, fuck all this connections. So this is definitely a good practice for those that are stuck in that sense as well. For sure. Okay. And last but not least, number seven. That makes me sad. (laughs) That says a lot on its own. For sure. Like, do we even have to go in depth with that? Like, (laughs) sounds like Roxy doesn't want to. (laughs) It's uh, deep. I think this really is. I think that's really deep. And I think that could be in so many ways an advantage, but it's also something that I feel like we don't want to deal with. Even now, like, look at how many years later we're moved on. We we're, we're in loving, nurturing, secure relationships. Yeah. But just this one sentence, covering your ears while your inner child cries, is still something we both are like, ah, I don't know. Ah, I'm not ready for that. Uh, I'm in a good place. Like, why go back to the to the rough edges and resurface some shit? This is something that I feel like every single one of you, everybody who's listening to this podcast, like, take this as a huge, 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 I don't know, like just area or something in life that you could make an adjustment with. Because I guarantee yeah. you, if you pop open that inner child, whatever made you cry, if you go back to the one memory as a child, the first time your heart got broken, the first time you cried because you were sad, the first time you cried because somebody broke your heart or hurt your feelings, that's going to make you cry. That's the, that's the inner child. That's the memory that's the moment that you need to go back and you need to forgive your younger self. You need to forgive yourself. Tell yourself, I love you. Tell yourself you're safe. Tell yourself, sorry for putting you in those predicaments and forgetting to heal, forgetting the hurt, forgetting to not love yourself. You need to do this for you. Yeah, you really do. Yep. So I definitely like, we just went to the tip of the iceberg with all of these, but if you guys find yourself that you guys are truly like with what we've just said, you guys, like it's moved you in some sense. I would definitely recommend you guys doing your own research, finding articles. All we did was like Google, you know, what are common mistakes made after toxic relationships or even Google like, what should we not do after leaving in toxic relationships? And there's so much help out there to the public. Like it's so accessible now. So I would recommend you all doing your own research before, you know, going on a healing path that you decide to do. So to wrap up, today's episode which is like mainly about relationships we're going to give you some of our listeners relationship advice so we're going to just read them off stop me if you want to okay (laughs) (laughs) so the first one says never value your partner more than you value yourself Ooh, that is so true you want to know something so funny my mom growing up would always say don't ever fall in love with somebody so hard let them fall in love with you like let them love you harder than you love them and your heart will never be broken i'm like Fuck. And I think I've done that. I think I did my- that. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm with someone that loves me more. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes, me too. That's Real. funny. Okay. So the second advice, a relationship advice is give yourself the love you seek first before looking for someone else to do it for you. Absolutely. All right. So the next one is always express how you feel. Never lower your standards, which is definitely one we could all you know, continue even after finding someone. Ooh, yeah, absolutely. And then next advice is you give how much is being given to you so that your cup is never empty. That one's a good one. That is so true. Two more. This one I've heard before and I've always, I've never, okay, let me rephrase. This next advice, 
I've followed, but not all the time. Okay, let me hear it. <laughs> it's never go to sleep angry with each other and always say goodnight. I don't practice that. I am guilty. Me too. I've I've said Ugh. goodnight as mad as I am. Good night. Good night. Hope you have nightmares. One thing I will say, we may go to sleep angry, but we go to sleep in the same bed. I don't I don't have that. Sometimes I'm like, get the fuck out of my space. I need my fucking space. Like I want to be like spread out on the bed. You are too loud. You move too much. The TV, your alarm. Like I have all a list of reasons why I might get your ass downstairs. Tonight is all about me. <laughs> okay. So the final one to leave you with is one that I truly, this one I do do. And I honestly give this advice to it's never stop dating each other. Keep each other a priority. Yep. I agree. A hundred percent. Life could get busy, kids, 100%. activities, all that, but do not forget to date yourselves. 100%. I agree. I agree. So, Spice it up. Yes. <laughs> Keep that relationship fire flame going. Yep. 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 For sure. So this week was all about relationships and the tip of the iceberg of getting out of a toxic relationship. So now for next week, it's going to be like a second part, I guess. Yeah. Part two. (laughs) Next week, it's going to be what to do after the breakup, after you've made that move to be separated. Where to go from there. Yes, how people are able to get to that space of loving their own company. Because I know we've said that time and time again this episode, where that's the number one thing that people jump in from one relationship to another and don't realize that it's not working because they're not, they don't love their own company. So how they, you know? Yep. So we also have a special treat for you guys next week because we preach about how we've found ourselves and then have these like relationships that we're in now, but it's been some time <laughs> that we've been single. Yeah, very true. So we decided I got someone I know, Drea got someone she knows, we're going to have them on and they're going to share their current experience in falling in love with themselves again. I can't wait for this. I truly can't wait. So I'm super excited about this one too, because it's for sure. These aren't, obviously we bring on people, experts per se of like self-love, life coaching, Reiki, spiritual stuff like that, that are already well known. But like we said on our first episode ever, this podcast is for everybody. Like we make it for you guys. So that's why we're bringing on people that are just like you and me. Yep. It's going to be fun. I'm super excited. So stay tuned for next week. Part two. All right. So I want to just give you guys encouragement to put this episode on repeat. Listen to those top seven what I don't know what they're called. Um, tools. Mistakes. Tools. Mistakes. Yeah. There you go. Listen to them. Write them down. Put them out. Think about them. Meditate on them. Quiet your mind to them. Um, because I really feel like if you read those just like we did today, read them out loud one by one, they're going to hit home. They're going to hit home in more ways than you could feel, more ways than you can think. Um, And it's all part of the healing process because all that's going to do is resurface shit for you to be able to heal, open up the can of worms, close it up and not have to deal with it again. Any last minute words? No, this is going to be a long one, but totally worth not trimming. (laughs) For sure. For sure. All right, you guys. So I am sending you tons and tons and tons of love and light. And I'm co-signing that. And we are out this B.I.T.C.H.